Hello and welcome to another episode of the Making It Happen show. I am your host, Kyler Miles, and this is your first time tuning in. On this show, we interview guests about how they're making their dreams, passions, and goals happen. I talk to entrepreneurs, authors, and doctors, or pretty much anyone I get my hands on, about how they're making their ideal life happen. So if you're someone striving for more, looking to grow, especially in today's age, 2020, this is the show for you. It's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it. And this is something you'll want to stay tuned for. On today's episode, I interview Mark Angel Coppola, who is a philanthropist, a farmer, and above all, a storyteller. Mark and I dive deep into how to discover your passion, how to get over what's holding you back in life, and how creativity, mindset, and discipline all plays a huge part in our success. If any of these topics resonate with you, I sincerely advise and recommend you listen to this episode, watch this episode, whatever is the best way you can consume this content, please do so. And don't be afraid to share, like, subscribe, all those things because they help us continue to bring more guests on the show and bring you guys more value. So. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome to the Making It Happen podcast. If you're watching this right now, you probably already noticed I'm not in my bedroom. <laughs> I'm Barbara. in a completely different place. I'm in the beautiful studio here at the Superhero Academy with my buddy Mark. Mark, how are you, man? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. How about you? Oh, man, this studio, like, if you're watching this right now, it is unbelievable. It's breathtaking. <laughs> if you have a second, if you're listening, I do apologize, but take a second, look on Instagram, look on the video side, because you want to look at this studio. It's honestly, it's goals for every videographer <laughs> home. You know, we're all working from home. So we all want a studio like this. I just wanted to thank you for allowing me to come on the show and, and talk to you and just interview you. I'm, I'm flattered to do it. I mean, I'm, I'm always excited to uh, first of all, I'm always excited to podcast. I was actually doing a solo cast right before this. So I was kind of making my own podcast. I'm already like warmed up. I'm there. I'm ready. Um, but I love, I love storytelling. I love sharing. I love, you know, being able to support other creators. I love meeting other creators mm -hmm. and people who are striving to be creators. So the fact that you feel that this is like your, you know, a step towards a dream studio that you'd want to have mm -hmm. to me is, uh, is a massive compliment. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, man. And, you know, we've been talking a little bit behind the scenes, of course, and we'll mm -hmm. get into the and gritty of it of course but uh you've shared a lot and you've done a lot and i can tell from just looking around your experience right but for people listening or watching let's set the tone and and let sure. people know who you are yeah and people know who i am they they're done <laughs> listening to me you know let's <laughs> they don't want to hear from you anymore. they, don't want, <laughs> they sure. want to hear the the questions but they want to get to you so sure. why don't you give us a quick little introduction who you are and, and what you do yeah, uh, that's a loaded question. Uh, and the reason it's a loaded question is because I would say that I'm a professional storyteller, I'm a philanthropist, and I'm a farmer. So let me talk to you about how all three of those come together because they're very different and people don't really understand what I mean by almost all of them. And then they're like, wait, you're a farmer? They're like, no farmer has this 
cool of a podcast studio. <laughs> and uh, I'm here to reinvent farming, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm here to make it cool again. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. So, I, I, look, I've been, I've been a passionate storyteller for, for some time. And what that means is I was in marketing. I learned storytelling from the lens of building brands online, both through kind of the side of web design and development and kind of doing a lot of work there. Uh, I was also a professional videographer throughout that whole process. So I was learning everything from Photoshop to code to how do you tell a story by making a website and through colors and through fonts and through so many different layers of what you know storytelling looks like in that way. And I learned videography so I started doing events. I basically started a marketing agency or company without knowing what I was doing. And I never worked at one, uh, despite all the advice that I got from other agency owners. Um, I never worked at one. I just started my own stuff. I did videography. I did a ton of weddings. I, I filmed all kinds of shitty gigs. I've done all the things that, you know, every videographer dreads in many ways. But I learned. <laughs> I learned how to use a camera. I learned about um, I learned about capturing light. I learned about capturing stories, um, and I learned the difference between what good production looks like and what good storytelling looks like uh, over years. And I used that to basically build a movement. Um, and so the movement uh, that I built, well, number one is I built an online school called Superhero Academy. But before that, I actually walked out into the middle of a GMO corn and soya field declared that I was going to build the school I wanted to go to physically and digitally and the community I wish I could have grew up in physically and digitally. Mm. And uh, I knew nothing about anything. I had never built anything in my life. I knew nothing about solar panels or, or eco-construction or, or farming or permaculture or any of the buzzwords that I could say, regenerative agriculture, uh, <laughs> you know, in all those different ways. But I knew I had to do something about it. And it's because I had watched too many stories. And in particular, I, you know, I was graduating from uh, university. I went to, I'm born and raised here in Montreal and I was graduating from McGill University and I basically hated everything about it. I hated every single component about the traditional education system, um, mainly because I felt like I was, I was sold a lie and that schooling had gotten in the way in my education in some ways. So I decided on the, the day of my final exam that I was going to basically watch a documentary a week for 52 weeks straight. And what I noticed and what I saw in common was that we had massive problems and that we needed to do something about them. But they would spend 95% of the time talking about the problem and 5% of the time saying, we have to do something about them. And sometimes they had like some reasonable things that we could do, but I always felt small. I always felt like I couldn't really understand like, what, what do I have to do to make this, you know, to see the bigger picture here, but also get granular in what the solution might look and feel like. Mm. And, and I didn't really know it at the time, but it inspired basically me understanding the, uh, what I consider to be an, a problem, which is a narrative problem. Mm -hmm. And it inspired me to then become a philanthropist, which is an entrepreneur who solves problems by building companies and, and ideas that, that provide value and that, you know, measure the ROI of return on investment. Cause that's the lifeblood of how companies work in today's day and age and the other ROI of ripple of impact. And so that's the combination. That's what, you know, that's how I became a farmer. That's how I became a philanthropist, and I understood the, the terminology of that, and I dedicated myself to it. Mm -hmm. And it's how I created stories like Superhero Academy, like Valhalla Movement, or, or like Valhalla Farms, uh, and there are co-op farms, farms now. And, and it's how I 
built a brand and a presence and a podcast and all these things. It really started all out of that. Subaru Academy started as a podcast mm -hmm. and, and, it, and it for Valhalla, for the farm and for the movement that we were building and it expanded over time. And so I've just been at it ever since. I've been an entrepreneur since the age of 18. I'm 32 now. So since 2010 or no, sorry, 2007 uh, is when I started in 2010, I sold my first business, did a bunch of stuff. I can keep rambling. Mm -hmm. I've got some experience. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, <laughs> honestly. And uh, thank you so much for explaining that and yep. sharing with us. And something really common that I get on the show and that I read in the comments and some things that I look up myself and kind of the goal mm -hmm. for this, this podcast is people always want that dream, that success, you know, sure. and we'll get into the definition, your definition <laughs> of success later. Sure. And the term that I call making it, which is making your dreams a reality or making it happen. Yep. Obviously from the outside perspective, look, like I said, this looks like a dream. This is my dream. I have a studio and an apartment or a place or house like this, where I'm full-time creating and feeling passionate about what I'm creating and mm -hmm. impacting people. I can see that in you and I can hear in your voice and everything and all your experiences have led you to this point. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have the challenge of starting, have the challenge mm -hmm. and fear of actually going for it. And, you know, controversial, my opinion with COVID-19, mm -hmm. a lot of people, if you're lucky to be healthy during this time, yep. was given an opportunity if you were let go to pursue that dream, to learn something. Absolutely. Particularly if you're living in Canada right now. Yes. You basically got the <laughs> lifetime opportunity to step into your dreams and your passions without a doubt. And don't get me wrong. I know lots of people that's been affected by it. And of course. these, the people I'm talking to, the people that are healthy, that are okay. And I want to put that on record, but yeah. I, the question is for these people, how do you start? So many people want to start a business. It is now the <laughs> cool thing. Like Gary V says to be an entrepreneur, put it in their Instagram bio. I know I did when I was 18. Yep. I was not, and mm -hmm. I'm still not, but I'm working towards that goal. Mm-hmm. You started all these ventures. You started a business. You started learning uh, videography, photography, code, uh, like so much. I mean, you just spent the first big chunk of time explaining everything you've done. How do you how do you start? Where do you start? How can you, what advice do you have for people to pursue their passion and their dream? <laughs> yeah. Um. Hmm. It's a hard question. It's not, mm. it's not the implementation can be hard only because it's hard to maintain consistency within it. Um, you start with your calendar, you start with your time. What are you spending your time doing? Uh, who are you spending your time with? What are you distracting yourself with? What are you spending time doing that you don't need to be doing and could be pursuing it? You know, look, everyone has an excuse in some way, shape or form, including me, mm -hmm. right? Including me. We have an excuse. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough talent. I don't have enough this, enough that. I'm not enough. And mm. that's just nonsense um, because I think that we all have the same amount of time. And if I were to compare the, the effectiveness of my time versus somebody like Elon Musk, well, I'm pretty sure he's working a little harder than I am. <laughs> now, I work my fucking ass off. And I'm not sure if I can swear on this podcast. Yeah, go okay, ahead. Go no all right. All good. Swear uh, all you want. Uh, okay, great. Perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I Look, I, I work my ass off. I, I really spend an enormous amount of time um, what I do, doing what I would consider to be 
working on my art. I, I called, I see this as an art, mm -hmm. an art form of, of, for me at least. Uh, and I've learned that over time, but at the end of the day, actions express priorities and your calendar expresses the priorities of your actions. Mm. What you are spending your time doing on a day-to-day -day basis and how you map or plan and schedule your time is probably the first place I would start. Next thing, stop pretending that everyone else's journey is somehow your journey. That somehow mm. my answer is relevant to you. It is to some degree. Like it's great. It's a great story. You're happy to hear it. It's inspiring. You can feel a particular way. Everyone can listen to a Gary V. What should I do on Monday morning or Monday's fucking suck versus Monday's fucking mm. rock kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. Sure, those are those are incredibly impactful and 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 I, there's value to it. I, I it's motivation. It. Yeah, right? I, I do it for a living. I, you know what I mean? I, I I wouldn't say I do motivational content. I don't mm -hmm. think Gary would either. Um, but I storytell. And I understand the context of what I'm in, and I understand that this is Main Street right here, you know. And for those who are just listening to the audio, I'm pulling out my phone and I'm basically showing that we gain information from Main Street. We are influenced very, very powerfully from what is happening on our phones um, and our screens. And so I just started. It's as simple as that. I, I came up with an idea, I committed to it, and I said, "What I'm going to do today to get a little bit closer." Mm -hmm. And, and I seriously, honestly see it as if you can do a single task a day towards your dream, you are going to get there way faster than you think. Mm -hmm. And that might seem frivolous, but the truth is if you can accomplish a task every single day and you can build that consistency and that's the hard part, the consistency, yeah. Yeah. then yes, other layers are hard part. You eventually have to get good at storytelling. You have to tell your story a thousand times over and refine it over and over and over again. You eventually have to get good at like, who do you trust? Who do you work with? Who do you partner with? Who's, who needs to be on this journey, right? It's a hero's journey. Mm -hmm. But every single hero's journey starts by you starting. Mm. And that doesn't mean that you know the destination. In fact, most hero's journeys destinations are right where you started. If you have ever followed a, you know, a, hero's, a hero's story, or <laughs> if, you, if you kind of know how a Disney movie goes or a, a superhero movie goes, you know, at the end of the day, you don't know where you're going to start or where you're going to end up. But the point is that you kind of, you just go on the journey. Now, sometimes that journey is catalyzed. You lost your job, you had something. And so you create this scenario, you have to start. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people do well with pressure. So the second thing I'll say is find somebody who's done the thing you want to do and hire them, work with them, get them as a mentor, mimic them, learn from them, study them, obsess about them, I, whatever level of that you want to do. Mm -hmm do that. If mm. you know somebody who's gone the distance, whether 10 steps ahead of you or two steps ahead of you, or only half a step ahead of you, follow those people. Like be a follower for a minute. And mm. I say not a follower, meaning just a consumer, but be a follower from the perspective of, you know, less than this person and be humble within that. And then learn from those people. Mm. And you know, I could, I could go on as how you continue, but I mm -hmm. think that's those are the two solid answers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that's the first time I've ever heard someone say, start with a calendar. Ooh. You know, I, I hear a lot, uh, obviously with this podcast, I talk about this a lot. So I, I'm very curious around this because I'm someone that always feels like I'm starting, stopping things, you know? Sure. And I feel like that's natural for people to do and, and, you know, figuring out what's, what, kind of gets them going and what's their passion, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And always trying to find those, but looking at your calendar and actually saying like, what do I spend my time on? And when I was in that spot, yeah, I, I got laid off. At, I moved to Montreal, sure. got laid off at my job after three months mm -hmm. and I had all the time in the world. Mm -hmm. And this is before COVID. Mm -hmm. And sure. 
what was I doing? I was on Instagram, but what was I looking at? I was looking at photographers. Sure. Uh, big, small, looking at photos. And it wasn't like photos of pretty women. It was actually like landscapes and interviews. And, content. and maybe a few. But, yeah. <laughs> but it, it was the photography. It was the art, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said that. Look at what you're spending your time on. It's so important. People don't realize how important that is. I agree. Going back to a little bit of your story, you talked about earlier how you graduated McGill. You hated the educational system. I feel like a lot of people can probably agree that they took a few classes that were mm, not valuable at all for the money that they paid. Sure. I mean, half of the classes I don't remember taking. I didn't go to McGill. I went to a college in Vancouver, mm -hmm. um, a, a very good college, but I, some classes I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like I don't need to learn this at all. Agree. Um, so for those people, who, you know, went to the corporate world, because that's what I did. I went into sales I get it. and stumbled across this, right? How do you get over, you know, that fear? Because people don't start for a reason. And I, a big part of my belief is this fear. Fear of either others, fear of themselves, that they're going to fail, fear of letting down their parents. Mm -hmm. Fear is such a thing that's holding us back. Was there anything in your life that was holding you back um, you said 18. I mean, it's very young, uh, to start, but could you have started earlier? If oh, was there any roadblocks? I, I think, I, I think I did start earlier. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think 18 was like the official, I was running a business that had a legal corporation name and all the different things. Uh, but I definitely started earlier. I started earning money on PayPal or pay, I say PayPal, uh, eBay and, 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 you know, through PayPal and stuff that wasn't even in my name because I wasn't old enough to have a credit card. I wasn't old <laughs> enough to even have a business in a way. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, you asked the question, but I think there's a flaw in the question. Mm. And because so, well, there's a flaw in the assumption that somehow I'm over my fear. Mm. And true. I'm just afraid of something different than you are. Mm. I'm afraid of being normal. Mm. I'm afraid of having a nine to five. I'm afraid of not living my potential. I'm afraid of not doing the. I'm afraid of having to sit in traffic both directions to get to and from work. Mm. I don't think I'm less afraid. I'm just more willing to do what I want to do. And I'm, I realize my life is limited and mm. that I'm, I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, the three favorite, the Gary V you're going to die. Like, I mm -hmm. love that, it, but it, but it's true. It, what more motivation do I need than I'm living in this magical reality? Mm. Nothing makes sense. I'm speaking into a freaking piece of hunk of metal that somehow is transferring through a, a cord into a machine. That's going to be broadcast across who knows what, mm -hmm. how it works. <laughs> right like sure yeah some engineer can explain all these different things and how all these lights are turned on it's magic mm -hmm. so i'm living in a magical time why am i not going to go after my magical pursuits mm. like i i'm here to share my gifts and, and to learn about my superpowers and to bring my gifts to the world mm. that's my version of freedom that's my version of the culture i want to create around mm. me and for me mm. and so i call that freedom culture it's like that's what i'm motivated by mm -hmm. in many ways to take my gifts and to help spread and empower and encourage all individuals to spread a unique gifts to the world. That's mm. the mission statement of Superhero Academy. That's the mission statement of our farm. That's the mission statement of me as a storyteller. That's the mission statement of everything I do. So how do I get over the fear? I befriended it. I got comfortable being uncomfortable to a limit because I have an edge somewhere. Mm. And then I do it again. And mm. I do it again. And I do it again and again and again over and over and over again. Mm. Right? And so I, I didn't start here. Mm. 
Like I didn't start with like, oh, here's the perfect studio and like uh, all the crazy things. And it's not even perfect in my mind. It's far from because mm -hmm. it's that's the point. So I just get comfortable mm. doing things that I wasn't comfortable doing. I mm -hmm. didn't know nothing about audio to the point where there's, there's two things right here that I'm not even using because I was like, fuck it. This thing took me too much time and it's too finicky. Let me switch to the roadcaster. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, so like this, this setup mm -hmm. is indicative of my learning curve. Mm. And it's great. Like I know how to use it now and there's, mm -hmm. there's value to it. And if I needed to do a, an eight piece band, it was perfect. <laughs> it's preamp is perfect. You know what I mean? But I don't, you know what I mean? And I wanted something simpler. And, and so mm -hmm. I'm playing. Yeah. I'm a kid in a sandbox playing. I was a kid walking out, who walked out on the farm and played. Mm. And I'm a kid now at 32 years old, still playing, still trying, still doing. So I do things that are uncomfortable all the time. Mm. And I just seek that discomfort. You know, I, I mm. love the, the creators, Yes Theory, and their, their brand that they created, their online clothing brand stuff. When I say online, their clothing brand and their, and their presence. Because that's the truth of it. I just start saying yes. Mm. I just start, like, believing in myself and having that confidence. Now, do I have more confidence than other people? Maybe. Do I, did I grow up in an environment where I'm, like, fortunate and, you know, I had a safety net and I grew up in Canada and I won the genetic lottery in so many ways? Mm -hmm. Sure. Am I privileged? Yes. Do I acknowledge it? Yes. And what am I doing about it? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to just sit here and just like, oh, well, sorry that I was born a white male. Mm -hmm. Or am I just going to be like, be like, yeah, I was. And yet now I'm using it to, for good. Mm -hmm. I'm using it to like empower as many people as possible. I'm using mm -hmm. it to spread my gifts. I'm using it to be the person who I am mm -hmm. unapologetically. Mm -hmm. Now uh, that that person struggles, that mm -hmm. person still like, I still struggle. Mm -hmm. I still have true challenges. Still I still human. get angry. Yeah. I still, exactly. I'm still human. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So, so at, at the end of the day, I have just as much fear as you do. Mm. It's just at a different level for mm. different things. I like that. But if you put me in a kitchen and say, I have to cook for like 50 people. No, you're going to watch me crumble. <laughs> You're like, uh, uh, yeah, no. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. so I have a different fear and a different comfort zone and a different skill set mm. than other people. And so if your skill set is that you're capable of dealing with like sitting in line at the drive-thru at Tim Hortons and yeah. going in traffic in both directions, man, you have, you are conquering a fear that I have. Mm -hmm. I hate printers. I hate tape. I hate, <laughs> I hate traffic. What These does tape ever do to you? <laughs> nothing good yeah no, no, absolutely nothing good in my yeah. opinion uh no i mean it's just like look i get annoyed too and i have fears yeah. too no i you're right though we all have different fears right exactly and i know in my experience that was a big fear of mine mm -hmm. like uh growing up um i was fearful to speak in public let people know that i had trouble speaking you know for a long time growing up so 100 percent, i love the drive that you have like i can just see and hear it right for a lot of people sometimes they don't know where that where they want to go they're very they're not sure what direction to go they're kind of like finding email issues they're not sure mm -hmm. you know where to go and always uh, oh hi Nissan. you know what i mean and always doing different things right have you ever felt that <laughs> you like that? <laughs> no, it's, it's very accurate. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of people ask me that either in DMS, personal relationships, mm -hmm. what have you, um, not sure. And I, and if you watch Gary V content, uh, you probably already know this answer, but I want to just hear it from you. How do you know what direction you want to go? Obviously you're right, right? You, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that is the best area to learn. That's, that's friction. That's how you learn. Right. Yeah. 
And if you didn't see, I'm putting my fists together. <laughs> <laughs> Those who are watching video definitely saw it, which is great. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm, I'm video switching. I'm running the whole show here. I know you're doing yeah. a good job. This yeah. is uh, this is the easiest podcast I That's had great. to do. Very fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like, have you ever felt like you don't know where you're going? Of course. Of course. Just through that. It, I, I think I feel this regularly. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, look, I, I'm my superpower is big vision um, thinking, long-term thinking, and building ecosystems. My understanding is of other people's superpowers and being able to combine those superpowers into ecosystems. And that's what I've learned from nature. It's what I learned from farming. I would say that, in fact, almost everything I know about the world mm -hmm. uh, seems to relate back to some level of what I can learn on farm. And wow. which is, you know, it's a humbling experience. It's humbling to be a farmer. I'll say that. It's very, 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 very difficult. It's the hardest job in the world. It's the hardest business on the planet to ever start. This is easy. Like what I do now, like this, mm -hmm. storytelling and video switching and like running this, mm -hmm. this is easy. Go make rows and plant garlic and like make, make, no, thank you. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just not pleasant in mm -hmm. some ways. Um, and it's incredibly rewarding and it's pleasant in another way. Mm. So have I made a ton of mistakes? Absolutely. Have I gone down different pathways and like dead ends? Absolutely. Have I spent a ton of money and failed? Absolutely. Mm. I don't always know where I'm going, but I have a destination in mind in certain scenarios and I just kind of stick to it. And I focus on what am I doing today? Mm. Like, what am I doing today? It's getting me a little bit closer. What do I feel today? And how does that change? How does that shift? And I take time to reevaluate. Mm. Um, psychedelics help. Mm. I'll say that nice. for me huge huge support system and navigation system and reset button for me mm -hmm. um uh mentorship helps mm. having people who have walked a path before me and are smarter than me and better than me or further than me more successful than me in whatever category that means or what <laughs> that looks like i guess mm -hmm. um guidance helps uh in that, those ways and then trying stuff mm. i'm like i think i'm like i'm gifted with natural born confidence i'm willing to try it mm. and when I try, if I really like something, I get kind of obsess about it and I get like really down into the details. And like, even looking at this, it's like the white balances are a little bit off and one camera is a little bit darker than the other, automatically adjusting, blah, 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 blah. I, I can get obsessed, mm -hmm. absolutely obsessed with this stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I make it better and I look to make it better, whatever better means for me at that moment. And so I navigate on a day-to-day -day basis, but I make plans and I look at my calendar mm. and I put it in those calendar yeah both short term medium term long term mm -hmm. and i could walk you through the mechanics of that but you're you have to determine this for yourself your mm -hmm. way of planning and scheduling has to be determined for yourself we can give mm -hmm. you ideas right we can all read the four-hour work week but if we don't implement it and mm -hmm. most won't then you know so you take little nuggets and you start implementing mm -hmm. right there was little things that i took away from the four-hour work week that i still do to this day mm -hmm. right i try and batch right that's one of the lessons i learned batching is a really good idea Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like outsourcing. Wow. Mm -hmm. What a fucking concept that was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but it was a major yeah. concept in his book. Outsource. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, remove the fact that you need to make small decisions and, and empower, you know, other people in your organization to make small decisions under a certain amount of money or things like that. Those are all things and concepts you came from the book. But is Tim Ferriss and the way his life runs the way that I need to run my life? No, we're overvaluing other people and their advice rather than our experience. Mm. And our experience only comes with your time, your energy, your attention, your life force directly being involved in the thing that you say you want to be doing. Mm. That's it. Couldn't agree more.
Mm. honestly and that is a good book even have not read it i mean <laughs> sure come on you know it's, it it's one of the ones that should be on your bookshelf you know well i definitely have it yes <laughs> <laughs> you said it up in years but yeah. yeah oh yeah i need a refresher honestly sure um i'm one of those people that especially in the last few years since i've came across this new passion of mine for videography is obsessed with self-development, the mindset, right? And really learning how that is the foundation of so much of, you know, like the icons and the celebrities and the successful entrepreneurs we've been talking about today. Sure. Um, that their mindset, right, is just like a muscle or just like working at the farm and you have to do it every day. It's, it's something you have to work at every day. And I'm learning this process. And I wonder if you have any day-to-day practices, because you talked, you mentioned something that I really like. You said, you know, talking about the calendar. So that's your daily activity. And, but then that long-term vision, right? Yep. Balancing the macro with the micro. Yep. And why don't we talk about a little bit about that, right? Because yep. I think that's where the magic happens, as you said. The day-to-day hustle, mm-hmm. you know, quoting Gary V. Uh, you know, working towards your goal, take one task at a time. And then when you can master that task, take two tasks, three tasks, et cetera. Right. Yep. And, and then long-term vision, um, reaching that mission, that ultimate goal, mm-hmm. making it right. Mm-hmm. So walk me through the mindset of that process for you and sure. what you do on a day-to-day basis and what people could learn from what you do. Right. Cause you obviously have done a lot for yourself, right. Yep. That people can learn from. Sure. So, yeah, I'm curious about that for selfishly. Like, what can I do in my life so that I can get to a spot where I'm comfortable in a, you know, a studio like this? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the first thing I would say is uh, there's a nuance between, like, I, I don't think that people fully um, know or understand the balance or the difference between planning and scheduling. So I'm going to start there. Mm. What I do on a macro level is I plan. I strategize and I, I think about where do I want to get to and what are the implications of these things, right? What does that look like and feel like in so many different ways when it comes to me building and creating um, the lifestyle and the, and the destination that I want to get to? Mm. And then scheduling is the art of, on a systematic basis, placing that plan through a process that I do, which is like I do brain dumps on Mondays or Sunday nights or Mondays before 9 a.m. essentially on Monday. I write down all the things I can think of I, and, and I pen and paper style. Pen and paper, write all the things that are just on my mind that I have been thinking about that I have to do. I take that, I put it into my calendar, which mm-hmm. then says that I'm prioritizing specific tasks and it lets me know what I'm prioritizing. And certain things are time sensitive and certain things are you need to get to a client or to someone and I'm accountable for, to. Certain things just have to happen in a particular time frame, so you just make them happen. So some things kind of schedule themselves in a way, or mm-hmm. you know, you still have to plan them. But but I do that religiously, mm. and then I also plan to have longer term deep dives where I look inwards or I look outwards or you know around at the the macro. Mm. And so a lot of people kind of like wait for. I don't know, they wait for New Year's or something to do that, right? Like how many people were like <laughs> waiting for this, like this future time where it's like, oh, well, maybe in 2021. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second, it's still 2020. What, what are you talking about? Like, what, mm-hmm. why are you on 2021? It's November, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, in, in this case. So, so to, you know, I do this on equinoxes and solstices. Mm-hmm. I just, I reset. I look at where I'm at, what I'm doing, what, what is the sprint that I've done? You know, I, I, I realize that, in, there's a little sprints within the marathon of, 
that is my life and that is my career. Mm -hmm. And so I look at those different sprints. I look at the different destinations and then I reflect upon it. I have a coach and I have a mentor who I hire, who I work with, who I've been working with for years and many, many mentors, many people I've had people come in and out. Sometimes I go to an event or this, that, or the other, whatever I'm inspired. Mm. You know what I mean? And I, and I, but I always break it down to, I systematically plan and I systematically schedule. And then within all of that, I have days that are creative. So like today is a Wednesday, mm -hmm. a creative day. So the reason why I was doing a solo cast right before this is because I, it's a creative day. I'm only going to work on creative endeavors. Now I had my, my assistant here and I'm teaching her like, okay, we're going to make more written content. Here's the format. I'm teaching her that stuff, but that's still part of my creativity. I'm, I'm bringing her mm -hmm. up to speed to get more content out the door. Cause I'm, I'm obsessed with attention real estate and I understand it's undervalued and underpriced right now. I said, you know, I put it this way. Um, him, sometimes some things Gary V says first and some things I say first. And that's what I'll say. Um, no, I'm, I'm joking. Um, no, I, I mean, look, I, I understand a lot. I have a very similar perspective to him mm -hmm. in terms of, of what is happening in our culture and where we're getting into information and the value of this and the value of a podcast and a studio and, and what this looks like. Uh, so I'm, and then, so I'm motivated by that too. Mm. Right. And, and I'm motivated to, constantly put that into action and into a plan, like I said, in a schedule that just dictates those priorities. And I know mm. that sounds like so unsexy. <laughs> I could have like given a way more sexy answer to this. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think entrepreneurship is always sexy. Mm -hmm. I think, I think there's a lot of, it's not Lambos and cars. It's, no, not... it's not Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 you know, I mean, beyond that, I don't know. I feel like we can give a thousand answers, really. Mm -hmm. So you actually schedule your creative days. Wednesday, today's your creative day. Yeah, I schedule, like, put it this way. I, I, I schedule, I give themes to my days, mm. right? So, like, Mondays is a great day for me to coordinate with uh, my team. So if I have a bunch of people, like a designer, a developer, uh, my assistant. Uh, You're batching, uh, sounds like, right? Yeah, well, yeah. but it's not even just batching. It's like, I know that on Monday, they need marching orders. They need to know what I'm prioritizing, what I've decided over the weekend or over whatever, you know, time frame that mm -hmm. this is what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. So then I coordinate with them. I'm making sure that they're now all their, their cans are getting kicked down the road. Mm -hmm. Great. So now I maximized my efficiency by getting them moving. Mm -hmm. Then from there, I'm like, okay, so Mondays and then I'll do a couple of client things or I'll just start diving into whatever it is. I plan a schedule, of course, before all of this Monday morning. So I know what I need to prioritize and I make sure that those things are in my calendar and I do those things, try to do them first if I can, but not always. Tuesdays and Thursdays tend to be client days. So I do a lot of consulting. I, you know, I still have clients or I still have people I help even if it's for free. Um, so I, I just deal with people. I do calls. Anybody wants to do a call with me, I'll do it on a, on a Tuesday or Thursday and within set hours. And I'm, I'm pretty strict about it, but I'm not militant. Um, and then I also... I, yeah, I, I, I build in, I build in creative days on mm -hmm. Wednesday and I build in a Friday is more of like a, um, uh, uh, cleanup day mm -hmm. right now, Friday this year and Saturday this year at the farm, at the farm all day. So I'm being a farmer for me is partially what I'm doing during the week because I also do the paperwork. I all do illegal of the finance of the accounting, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So running the farm has a lot of components. It's not just me physically shoveling. Um, so I'm the director of the farm and, and that requires me to do kind of half paperwork and half 
farm work. Mm-hmm. So two days a week I go to the farm and I spend a lot of time there. I do meetings there, make content there. I, I uh, learn about life there. Um, I laugh there. I have fun there. Um, and and then Sundays I try and rest. I say try because I'm not great at it. Um, yeah, but I have fun. I, you know, I, and I've gotten better at reprioritizing as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I think lately I've had a pretty big awakening of like what are my real priorities now that mm. I've like it's like I feel like I'm getting to the top of my version of Everest. Um, mm. And there's another Everest in the distance. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, the next one. There's always, always another there, one. There always will be. And that's yeah. the beauty of it. It's not the destination. It's the journey, right? And mm-hmm. the cliche as that is. Um, <laughs> yeah, pardon, pardon my cliche. Um, but but the, the capacity for me to, um, yeah, the capacity for me to like gain more ground in the world of like traditional success is there, but I'm not, like I'm not particularly focused on it. Mm. And now I'm particularly focused on routines around my health. Mm. Um, you know, so I have a personal trainer. I'm working out all every day, every single day. Um, I'm eating better. I, I mean, look, I was a farmer that was not eating anything from my farm in, in a way. Not, not, not really, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I yeah. wasn't, it's like, yeah. it's almost like I had a lifestyle or a diet that like nothing, <laughs> I like that had nothing to do with what I was really doing on the farm. Um, but it's because the farm is part of a bigger vision of building community. It's part of a, mm-hmm. it's part of a larger vision of, it's a play in real estate. It's a play in in um, in uh, re- regeneration of soil. It's a play against uh, you know or, or a hedge against uh, a bunch of different challenges our world is facing. Mm. And more importantly, it's a movement that is necessary. Mm. And so I, I just believe that there's you know many many layers to why I believe farming is incredibly important. And the top six inches of topsoil is the number one priority that we have to fix in on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, I won't get into that. Uh, I'll say that. You know, I, I I was never the type to be like, oh, I have to meditate this amount and I have to like journal this amount and I have to do this, this amount. Uh, I just got up and worked for years. Mm. Just get up, put it on my calendar, put it on my schedule, fucking work. Like, mm. just do it. Go, grind. Next one, next one, next one. Task, task, task. And I got efficient at it. And I started to learn what efficiency meant. Mm. And efficiency meant, hey, you want to meet with me and you need my time for free? Come to the farm and help me shovel. Or else sign up over here or pay this or join the online school or do whatever the, you know what I mean? Like I've done mm-hmm. my work to teach what I believe or what I, what I, you know, what's worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and if people want to subscribe to that, then hit subscribe, hit subscribe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like quite literally just, mm-hmm. just hit subscribe and, and you'll learn mm-hmm. if you want to. Um, but that requires your attention and your time and you want the shortcut. Great. Either you come help me shovel. That's <laughs> the cheapest way. It's the cheapest, the easiest, fastest path. Uh, to getting my, I don't want to say undivided attention, but, but a lot, very good attention. Yeah. Because, you know, there's not much else I'm going to do, and it's a very good distraction to, to talk with people. So we'll drop the address of the farm. In the, sure. Uh, <laughs> in the, you know where the links are. You know where the, you've watched enough you podcasts go shovel. and YouTube. <laughs> you know where the links are, ladies and gentlemen. I love that. I, and I, I've, I struggle with, you know, I've tried that to set my days of being creative and where I've noticed where I need to improve on is that that mindset that day to day, like you said, you're working out every day, you have mentors maybe work with on a weekly or whatever basis and working on your mindset so that you can be creative those days. Cause when I was learning and still am, I thought creativity was just, you know, comes and goes, you know, and to a degree, sometimes you just get, you just get an idea right in the shower in the 3am. And it's like, Okay, I got to get up and write this down or else I'm going to forget it. It's one of the ways creativity shows up. Yes. Yeah. 
But I do believe, and I think you believe this, I'm making this assumption that it is something you flex, is something you oh, work at. Absolutely. And creativity, even if you're not a, people say they're not creative, but I came into this industry knowing nothing. Mm -hmm. And now I'm doing this full time. I'm a content manager at a company here in Montreal and I make content. Nice. And, and that's, and I didn't go to school for it. I didn't like you, like yourself, right? It's just self-taught off YouTube. Yeah. That's hundred percent, 99%, you know, from, from YouTube, from people. Right. Yeah. Um, let's go back to that creative mindset and also the muscle. Yeah. How do you flex those muscles? You talk about mentorship. Is there anything else that you do? Um, do you have a daily morning routine that sets your mind for the day? Is there any practices? Because you're the guy that schedules things, right? So yeah. and now I'm trying to think about, oh, this is this is awesome, right? How do you schedule your morning to make sure you have that best day? Uh, how do I schedule if my you morning? Sch if you schedule your morning. I don't. I don't schedule my mornings. Um, I do try and wake up at a consistent time. I do try and, at this point, work out at a consistent time. Um only because it makes my life easier in terms of planning and scheduling around it, honestly. Um, no, I think people overvalue morning routines and they focus too much on their morning routine. And the problem is that you, you're setting yourself up for potential failure. So that it's like, oh, I can only be creative and I can only be at my best if I did my morning routine. But the likelihood that they do the morning routine is the same likelihood of that, that they're going to sign up to the gym on January 1st and still be there on March 31st, <laughs> March 30th, whatever day, you know what I mean? It's just the same likelihood it, yeah. because most people struggle with consistency mm. and accountability. Um, so, you know, the easiest way for me to make sure I stake, I, people depend on me. Mm. I have bills to pay. I have things to do. Like this, this studio doesn't pay itself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it's cost money. There's lights still, you know, there's burning electricity in the background. Mm. Uh, and, and, and I keep it on all day because it's just, it has to be on all day. Yeah. Uh, other than that night when I was going to, you know, go to sleep or whatever, but, <laughs> um, you know, there's accountability mm. in, in everything that I do. And so people are dependent on me. I have something on my calendar. They're expecting to see me at a particular time. You know, if I wasn't ready when you showed up here at this time, I, I have to be ready. Mm -hmm. So then everything acts accordingly. And if you're mm -hmm. busy enough, at some point, it just, it's just happening. You just have to wake up and do it. So um, now, how do I find a motivation to do that? Number one, I try and like not consume as much. You know what I mean? But I, but I, I say that and I consume an enormous amount of content. <laughs> an enormous amount yeah. at all times. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sleeping and I'm listening to podcasts. Like, mm -hmm. for real. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's... So I'm consuming a lot, but I, but I'm creating. I try and balance my my creator time and my consumption time. You know, so so how do I get into the creative mindset? Well, I measure my success rather than how many views I get on the video. I measure my success on how many times I press record. Mm. I just break it down into simpler metrics because I know that every time I press record, I'm learning something and I'm getting better at content creation. I'm getting better at telling stories. I'm getting better at doing these different components. So I break down what. I, where I want to go, what I want to see happen in my life, what skills I want to develop, what superpowers I want to become real superpowers and mm. not just talents or skills. Mm. Um, I, I just work at them. And yeah, I subscribe to the 10,000 hour mentality. I also subscribe to, if you find somebody who's done 10,000 or 20,000 or 30,000 hours, you will accelerate that. Mm -hmm. You can accelerate your learning curve so that by the time you get to your 10,000 hours is the equivalent to somebody who did 20. Mm. You know what I mean? Because, because, I didn't, like, when I started learning videography, YouTube and, like, the Peter McKinnon's Casey Neistat didn't exist. 
They existed mm-hmm. physically, but they didn't exist. You know what I mean? Like they, <laughs> they didn't dropped exist. on yeah, the face no, of the earth. They, they just, I, they were, yeah. The bar was not there, and and mm-hmm. it was a golden age in another way that I wish I had spent more time on, and I I wish I continued to be more consistent in my conduct already. Mm. And so, uh, and I'll go back to you know you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. So so I I'm here to create art to tell stories. I'm clearly good at it. Mm-hmm. You know how I know you're good at it? If you're listening to this podcast right now. Listen real closely. If you're listening still, then you know I'm good at it. Because <laughs> that's the only reason you're listening. Yeah. Because I, I know how to be engaging and I've learned something, but, mm-hmm. I, but I, I know I could be better. You know, and I need people to, to, to tell me that. I need people to tell me like, ah, oh, that was okay. You know what I mean? Like, all right, you kind of rambled. Or you're a little, no, 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 you're a little conceited. Your ego is flaring. Like whatever, but whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I, value, I value the criticism more than I do the compliments. Mm. To a fault mm. in certain moments. But, um, but I've gotten better. Again, I've gotten better at prioritizing my life. Um, and so now I value love and intimacy in a very different way. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the name, there, uh, would you see it? Oh, maybe on this angle right over here, you kind of see the shadow of this, of this, this little this, this cactus over here. The name of this cactus <laughs> is Into Me I See, meant, meant to represent intimacy, right? Mm. How I show up with you, how I show up in, in any relationship, is a huge factor of my success. More importantly, it's a huge factor of my happiness and the relationship I get to build with you, mm. right? So it's like, I could give you an hour of my time, but that hour of my time in terms of quality, well, how do I measure that? And what does that success look like there? Mm. What does creativity look like there? And so creativity for me looks like, well, I'm going to take my superpower and my gear that enables my superpower or is a friction or is a part of my superpowers, like a tool of my superpowers. And I'm going to gift it to you. Mm. And really, you're gifting it to me. Mm. You're, uh, this is more impactful for me than it is in a way. I mean, look, it's for sure impactful for you. But it's, but it's super impactful for me too because I'm getting to be intimate with your audience. Mm-hmm. And whether that audience is three people and your mom or a thousand <laughs> people, that doesn't, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm back to, I, I keep referencing Gary Vee, and it's, it's how I discovered you. I saw you, you appeared on a Gary Vee uh, video or whatever, there was a Q&A or some kind. Yeah, um, to you the Gary Vee. Yeah, so I saw that, and so I'm bringing that reference because I know you, you follow, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the capacity to, to, like, show up on a podcast, big or small, mm-hmm. and to just show up over and over and over again and recognize that every one of these opportunities is an opportunity for me to tell the story. Mm-hmm. And I've clearly told this story before. I've clearly answered some of these questions before. Mm-hmm. Now I'm giving different answers in certain scenarios. Mm-hmm. But when I talk, talk about, I walked down in the middle of a GMO cornfield and planted a tree. I've clearly said that story before. <laughs> I'm, yeah. And I'm saying it at a cadence and a pace with certain highlights and certain things, because I know what it is important to hear and what they, you know, whatever mm-hmm. and, and, and so on and so forth. But, but it, you know, I get tired of it myself too. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing I, I'll say is I just like do new shit regularly. Mm. I try and mix it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so like, I like what you said. We talked a lot about your definition of success. Mm-hmm. I think that was definitely, um, and something I'm still trying to work on is defining that because like that, you know, speaking in this event, when I was on to Gary V, I got some people, new followers, you know, I sure. got some clout people asking me how they should live their life. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. you know, and it was very humbling, but very quickly, um, I actually stopped creating for a bit, like kind of got fearful of what if 
that's the top. What if I I plateaued? You peaked at you, you peaked at being a guest <laughs> on Gary. <Vee. laughs> And it's true. And these, these fears, I think a lot of people have, and it's, it's self doubt. Right. Um, but coming back full circle to defining what your success is, you, you said it yourself. It's not about the followers, the likes and the comments. It's, it's your interpersonal relationships. It's how many times you press record. I like that. I got, I was thinking the other day, the same thing when I want to make a hundred videos, uh, double the videos I made this year. I want to make a, uh, double them next year, but why wait? Right. You said that. Why wait for new year's? Absolutely. And I'm guilty of that. I was like, Oh yeah, I'll start January 1st. And I'll go even a step further. Why like set the bar low by trying to leave, leave this year's videos lower than it should be. Mm-hmm. If you can make 10 videos more, that means you're going to have to make 20 more next year mm-hmm. in between now and the end of the year. So, so, so mm-hmm. why leave the bar low? Mm-hmm. It's a great question. Yeah. So I'll be back here tomorrow night. Yeah, uh, no problem. Sure. <laughs> Start paying rent next week. <laughs> Perfect. Send me the bill. Send me the bill. <laughs> no, it, it's it's so nice to be around. And, you know, with COVID, it's been very tough to connect with um, other people, of course, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that we're actually here to connect and actually build that relationship and meet other creatives and learn something before we went on this podcast. I met one of your videographers showing me a video and I was so impressed and I was like, it got me excited for a video, you know, shout out Gabrielle. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome content, man. And it it just, it's so true. And, and I'm referencing a lot of things, what you said during this episode of bring yourself around people, that you want to be um, mentors. You hired someone to help you train. It's accountability. I love that. The minute that, you know, you have accountability to an audience, to a relationship, like your trainer to a mentor, you are going to get out of the cat, like off the couch and do it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Look, you know, I say this story all the time, but I'll say it here because I think it's relevant. Um, Two people walking to the gym on January 1st. One person buys a $50 membership, get access to the entire gym. They can access it all year round, right? 50 bucks a month though. They have to pay. Okay. Fair, reasonable price. Not bad. Decent gym. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. cheaper ones. I mean, whatever. Second person walks into the gym, $500 a month. Same gym, same equipment. They also get a personal trainer. They're going to work with that personal trainer twice a week. Who do you think is still in the gym on March 30th? Who do you think is still in the gym on December 31st? Who do you think is going to get closer? to six pack abs, even if both of them go the same amount of time, mm-hmm. they've spent the same amount of, they do the same workouts, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Who do you bet on? The second one with the trainer. Right. So which one are you? Right now, not the trainer, sure. <laughs> not that one. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but so, so mm-hmm. I say this story because everyone says they want six pack abs mm-hmm. and we all like make it about, oh, bah, but, but I need the equipment. I need this and then they make it about mm-hmm. everything else. Right? Videographers and creators, we make it all about the gear. Oh, all yeah. All the time. Oh, I need the gear. I need the blah, blah, blah. And I've lived yeah. that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the number of times I press record and the number of times I press upload. Mm-hmm. And those are two very different things. One is record means I have to prepare. Mm-hmm. Upload means I have to have the confidence to just say, fuck it, it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so those two, those two metrics mm-hmm. are very interesting metrics that I measure. And so for me, the metric that I measure when hired, when I hire a personal trainer, his name is Charo. Um, the metric, you know, for me is I, I'm going to, I wake up, 
and I'm going to pay him regardless and pay him up front. So if I don't show up at the 8 a.m. workout, rain or shine, that's on me. Mm. He's getting paid. He's doing what he has to do. And as long as he shows up and he has the integrity, which he does, because it's his job, mm-hmm. and it's my job to show up. Mm. It's my job to do the work. And so I don't always want to do it. There's definitely, there's so <laughs> many days I don't want to do it. Of course. Right? But there's so many more I do. And when I do it, even on the days I didn't want to do it, the likelihood that I feel really happy about it later is very high. <laughs> I I just had a podcast with uh, another friend of mine, and he was saying, uh, and he's a, a fitness trainer and a mm-hmm. coach, and mm-hmm. he was saying, I've never heard someone be upset that they work. You know what? I- I'm so mad that I worked out today. Sure. You know, you could be mad that you're sore. Oh, you know, sure. I worked out hard, like, oh, geez. But no one's ever walking around upset that they worked out. They are you know, more bragging. Oh, I'm sore. You know, I'm, <laughs> I've done the same thing. Look, I the only reason you know I have a trainer is because you've seen it on Instagram. So, yeah, we all have some level of that chair. Oh, yeah. And it's part of my brand. It's part of what I do. I, I mm-hmm. tell stories within it. I'm not just posting my workout. I'm You're documenting your journey. I'm documenting my journey, exactly. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, I'm telling a lot of other stories. Mm-hmm. I'm telling the story of Charo, who's my trainer. Mm-hmm. I'm telling the story of like my dedication to things. I'm telling the story of why I'm doing, I have a personal trainer. Mm. Um, and what that does for me and what that means to my brand, you know what I mean? And what it means to me and what it means to my mindset. So yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I've, I've just gotten over my bullshit. Mm. You know what I mean? And nobody cares. Nobody cares about my bullshit. Nobody cares about my fears. Nobody hears my fears. Nobody's like, oh my God, you you pressed upload on that? Wow, I can't believe it. I'm never going to watch you again. And if that's the person, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Like, you, you don't watch my shit again. Yeah. And guess what? The, that person, the likelihood that that person wasn't watch my shit again is so high. Because even haters love yeah. to hate. And mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. That's a view. That's a like. That's a comment. That's an mm-hmm. engagement. That's fucking great. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. In the world of online attention economy, whatever you have to say, mm-hmm. you're watching my shit and I'm not watching yours. Mm-hmm. You tell me who's like winning. Like Gary V said, if someone's taking the time to spit venom yeah. on your, like, I took a second out of my day to yeah. tell you, you sucked or you're ugly or you're this. The compliment, because you still watch my shit. Yeah. I don't, I don't get that. I, I, when I saw that from Gary, I was like, he's so right. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to get upset. And it's so funny. One of my videos on TikTok went viral and it was something, just a common trend video. It was funny Mm -hmm. with my girlfriend, whatever. And so many people, yeah, were just like hating. It's like, you guys are not even like a good, a good looking couple whatever. And we're laughing. We're like, you know, we're just having fun, you know? And it's, it's so crazy. And I hope that they can get over what they're going through. You know, if you have, you're spinning that venom, you know? Maybe. Yeah. Power to them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like anyone, uh, yeah. Anyone who takes the time to hate, like, like, pu- like to people they don't know and, or like, one thing to give advice to a friend and, or mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, I think you're, you know, maybe whatever, or particularly somebody that's like, like directly impacting me. Mm-hmm. Like you did something that then fucked my shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can, I, you know, like there's, there's, you know, some people deserve to be scolded or just to hold off every once in a while. You mm-hmm. know, you can, you can flip the bird every once in a while. <laughs> uh, I think there's value to that. Yeah. Um, and, and, Anyone's going to take the time to spew hate, they're just wasting their, their life, yeah. their life energy. Mm-hmm. Highly doubt they plan to schedule that on their calendar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I've seen your posts, your workouts. You're pretty shredded, my man. Your trainer's doing pretty, <laughs> uh, he's doing a good job. And he's you. doing a good job, and so yeah. am I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's crazy, but I'm, I'm like, oh, 
like 50, 60% of the way of where I think it could be, mm-hmm. where I want to be, I guess. Mm-hmm. So this back to, you know, this is just the next Everest. Yeah. Yeah. As we're coming to a close, mm-hmm. you know, of this, this has been just an incredible conversation. And I know I've come out of it learning a lot, right? And also realizing some of the thoughts I had coming into the conversation, you know, are good. Like I'm in the right direction, which is nice. Yeah. And it made me rethink a lot. Um, what I like to do kind of near the end um, of the podcast is understand what you believe is making it happen. What does it mean for you? And to sum up our conversation, what advice uh, or either a recap or a last minute thing you like to tell people is the goal of this is I want to help people start the process of making their dreams happen. Mm-hmm. And I believe I'm on that journey mm-hmm. and I'm trying to document that journey. I don't know how. I, I'm not pretending like I'm the expert. I'm bringing people like yourself and showcasing my work ethic and what I'm trying to do to become that. Well, you're documenting your journey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm making it happen. That's my definition. I'm, I'm about <laughs> the exact, I didn't want to like throw your own zinger at you, but yeah, that's exactly, no, hundred percent. That's exactly what you're doing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to understand what does that mean for you? And, um, and then just a recap, like let people know, what your final thoughts are and how this conversation, how has this conversation been for you and just leave them with a positive kind of outlook. Um, sure. Well, their day, if they're listening to this at night or in the morning commute, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what does making it happen mean to me or what does that look like to me? I'll start with that. Um, find what you love, not what you need to love forever. You know, you don't have to get married. Uh, you don't have to make vows. And even if you do, you can, you can, you can change them. You need to. You shouldn't try to, but at the end of the day, find what you love and do it every damn day. Do it as much as you possibly can it over and over and over and over again and just love it. And if you really love it, like if you really, really love it, it will be easy. You don't need motivation. You don't need to hear a Gary Vee video. You just do it. You want to do it. You know, some of you were like, oh, I, like somebody said this to me today. They were like, oh, I really wish I knew more about politics. I'm like, okay, so turn on CNN or turn on Fox News. Turn on something. Turn on politics. Read the newspaper. Or do whatever. Read some articles. They're like, yeah, well, you know. I was like, no. So then what you just told me is bullshit. And it's okay. It's okay that you want to know about politics. Like, you don't need to. You don't need to know about what went down in the election or whatever the hell. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter to you. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's not okay to somebody who loves it. If I love the stock market, I'm going to check the stock market every day. Mm-hmm. If I love creativity and I love video and I love story, I'm going to watch YouTube videos every day. Mm-hmm. And not only am I going to watch YouTube videos, then I'm going to make YouTube videos. Or I'm going to do whatever it is that I think is the way that I get to participate in the art that I want to create. And so, you know, if you really believe in it, if you really believe in, in what you want to do and you're really passionate about it, just do it and then stop overthinking like, oh, is this the thing I have to do for the rest of my life and my career? No, I, I ran an indoor skate park. It was my first business. I'm no longer running an indoor skate park. Uh, but I learned a lot from it and it helped me do what I'm doing now, right? So mm-hmm. you don't have to do what you're going to be passionate about forever. Sometimes I'm passionate about reading books and other times I fucking, it's the last thing I want to do. Right. Sometimes I'm passionate about like hanging out and drinking a beer on a beach. And the other times I'm like, oh, this is boring. So just do what you're passionate about. But if but but when it comes to your career, just there's certain things that you're clearly passionate about. 
And if you can't discover your passion, what turn off Netflix. Turn off this podcast immediately. If you don't know what you're passionate about, mm-hmm. get off this podcast. Mm-hmm. Go take a giant dose of mushrooms or just like something. <laughs> yeah. Go do a, an ayahuasca retreat or go like mm-hmm. go like jump in a cold river mm-hmm. and wake the fuck up because you fucking know. Mm-hmm. Stop pretending like you don't know. Hundred percent. You're just lying. Mm-hmm. And I, I I I never understand that. I never understand. How do I find my passion? Uh, fucking like, just what would you do if you got had to do nothing? Like, if you had millions of dollars, or you could just do whatever the fuck you wanted all the time, mm-hmm. what would you do? Mm-hmm. Do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and everything is a pa- like. Even people are like, well, what if I like watching Netflix? Great, become a movie critic. Mm-hmm. Like, figure it out. Like, there's so many ways. There's a job in everything. Mm-hmm. I love. I love to make this joke. There are people who get paid to make quicksand porn. Qu- what quicksand porn is a super it's hilariously specific and I, that's what the <laughs> point of it that's the joke there are people who get paid who like make a living making porn that's about people getting stuck in quicksand i don't even have to be naked that's a job <laughs> that's a job that's somebody's job out wow. there in the world wow wild yeah right that's that's to me that's wild mm-hmm. so you could do whatever I know that sounds crazy as fuck, but you could just do whatever and you'll find a way. Mm -hmm. And if you're goddamn fortunate enough to have an hour to listen to this podcast, Mm -hmm. you're fucking privileged as fuck. Mm -hmm. 50% of the world doesn't even have the internet. You fucking idiot. Just get up and do it. And I'm not trying to hate on anybody who's saying it, but like, just do it. Just do it. No, that's out of love. Yeah. You're, you're like, it's it, what's motivating. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. let's, let's go. Right, just do I it. I want to film. <laughs> yeah, make it happen. Just make it happen. Just over mm-hmm. and over and over mm-hmm. again. Just make it happen. And uh, so what's the wisdom that I say that I have to leave people with? If you don't know how to make it happen or you don't know where to start, you're going to make the excuse. I get it. Find somebody who's walked a path before you mm-hmm. and hire them. Mm-hmm. Pay them as much money as you're comfortable with and some, mm-hmm. and then you'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. So True. if you can't afford five hundred dollars a month, but but you you thought you can afford three fifty, you can mm-hmm. afford five hundred, mm-hmm. because the energy you'll get from making that leap and the the confidence you'll gain from making that leap if you show up and that person shows up for you too. Mm-hmm. Let's assume that both those things happen: you show up and they show up for you too. That energy leap says and screams to the universe, "I'm ready. Mm. Give me more." Mm. And that's abundance. That's like the secret <laughs> written. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah. But there's no secret. Secret mm-hmm. you just do it over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Make it happen. That's a brilliant name for a podcast. I love it. Just do it is how I started in this career of mine. I got a job in creating content when I didn't make content. But I, I just wanted to do it, and I got the job, and now I'm doing it full-time. Like, Power to you, brother. Thank you. I so appreciate you coming on the show, letting me use this awesome studio. Oh, it was easy for me. I didn't have to go anywhere. It was perfect. I, I just had to like press a couple buttons, turn on yeah. a couple lights. Uh, no, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, it was so nice to meet you. Thank you guys for listening to the Making It Happen podcast. My name is Kyler Miles, and we are signing out. Thank you so much. Bye.